What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast in yet another day, August 3rd, that the Texas Rangers, affectionately referred to by me as the Arlington Rangers, <laughs> are still hanging on by a thread. Still in first place, first baby. Place. Half a game. Yep. We got one more win than y'all. Yep. But also one more loss. So here we are. Sure. We'll see what happens today. Y'all, uh, this is uh, Scherz Day, as you said. Scherz Day. And Max Scherzer, Mad Max, is going to make his yeah, first man. start as an Arlington Ranger <laughs> at the ripe old age of 72. And so I hope things go well for him and that he doesn't give up his usual four home runs in a game. So, you know, I, I like how I like how you like to, to talk about how old he is. Matt, he's younger than both of us. Well... Neither one of us are playing in the major leagues. Are we? It's true. Are we no, that's still true. hope. I guess we could still make it. Hey, man. Uh, as as you know, um, your wife is an educator, and uh, we are probably in our churches in the throes of transitioning from kind of those summer months. Uh, I know with our youth group uh, during the week during the summer there was burgers and Bibles at Cameron's house, our youth pastor. And so they go over and, and uh, well, eat burgers and read their Bibles. And then uh, usually on Wednesdays, they would get together for uh, swimming and so forth. By the way, Cameron has fallen in love with shooting me with those little pop cannons that, you know, shoot out like confetti everywhere. And so he's like, hey, man, I need to come by and, and uh, tell you something, whatever it might be. So I'm walking outside. It's 150 degrees here. My feet are burning and I'm walking to his car thinking something very important is about to come out of his mouth. But instead, a confetti cannon comes out of his window (laughs) and there's confetti everywhere. So my daughters and I had gone to the grocery store to pick up some birthday gifts uh, for my lovely wife today. She turns older than Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. And uh, we saw some of those same confetti cannons and so forth. So we we should get some of these so we can get Cameron back for all the times he got you. And I was like, okay, go for it. Bring it on. So they're going to the swimming party yesterday. I said, we want to take one. I'm like, look, you're going to a swimming party. Like, we don't need to get the confetti and the pool. Oh, we won't shoot it around the pool. We'll pick it up. Blah, 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 blah. I said, do you know how to shoot it? Oh, yeah, it's easy. Okay, so moments later, they leave, and then about five, ten minutes after that, I get a video from Rochelle, Cameron's wife, of the utter and complete failure of them to shoot the little confetti cannon into his face. In fact, he took it from them and showed them how to actually shoot it, and so it's great. Uh, They did get him covered in some silly string. Uh, so all was not lost, but all of that said, you know, maybe youth groups began to transition from kind of the summer, maybe more fun and camp and some of that kind of stuff that goes on. And we start turning our attention to, you know, the fall football season and marching band and school and all of that. And so for, for us, I know in a few weeks, uh, our homeschool co-op kicks off. I don't know when, uh, y'all's private school kicks off. Uh, but this is that season. 
right? Tax-free weekend, all of those kinds of things. We see Walmart is covered in crayons and binders and all of that good stuff because school is almost back. Whether that's homeschool, in school, public school, private school, whatever it might be, it is back. And Lifeway Research uh, recently posted an article about really 12 ways that your church can partner with local schools and uh, serve them in various ways. And and I think from us and our kind of background with private school and um, homeschool, that kind of thing, maybe we could tie this together uh, for those of you that maybe serve in churches with a large homeschool uh, group as well. And so the first one uh, that they say, and this is from a uh, an educator with 25 years of experience across multiple grade levels and socioeconomic statuses, And she has seen countless instances where a helping hand from an outside the school could make a big and potentially eternal difference. And her name is Amy Pridgen. And I hope that I said that right. So, so Kyle, first off, when, when do y'all go back to school? So, uh, um, students, everybody goes back, I believe the 16th, um, Michelle as a teacher will go back and begin in service on the 7th. But as we speak, my kids are already involved in practices and two-a-days. And beginning next week, Matt, you'll love this. Noah has two-a-day cross-country practice. Oh, and how, how hot is it there? Um, I mean, we're, we're, in, we're 100. Um, next week, I think we have a day that's supposed to be 106. So uh-huh. it's, it's plenty warm, plenty yeah. warm. Well, what doesn't kill them makes them stronger. That's right. Whatever it might be. Well, for for us, we've got a few that have been ready really since summer started. They wanted to go ahead and get the stuff going so they can catch up because we started, you know, about two months left in the school year last year with homeschool. So uh, we still have to pick up a few of those classes to wrap those up. They're pretty close to finishing those. And so we don't really know when we're going to start. And uh, but it may be Monday. It might be the week after. But Uh, We're going to get there pretty soon, uh, but this is about that time. And so let's talk about ways that your church can partner with them. And some of these are easy. Uh, Some of them you should be doing anyway. Uh, Some of them could be done by a Sunday school. Uh, Some of them could be done by just somebody that's retired and has some free time. Uh, So let's kind of dig into those. The first one being go shopping. Right. All all of you at some point, probably this week, are going to go to Walmart, Kroger, Albertsons, HEB, whatever it might be, and go get you some groceries and spend about half a thousand dollars uh, on on eggs and milk. Uh, But as you go in, you will probably also see uh, buckets of binders and buckets of rulers and glue and all of that sort of deals, all of those sorts of things. And so around this time of year, there's sales on clothing, school supplies, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, maybe you could grab uh, a bunch of pencils, a bunch of crayons, a bunch of whatever it is, just grab a few and, uh, you know, start gathering up. And and one thing y'all can do, or, or people can do, a Sunday school class can do is go and kind of adopt a grade or adopt a uh, you know, somebody that you know in your church that maybe could use some assistance there, a young mom, whatever it might be, and grab maybe the school supply list for sixth grade, whatever it might be, and grab the stuff that they may uh, need. Uh, I know in the past, you know, teachers would kind of share, hey, if any of you can just throw in some boxes of Kleenex or some extra pencils, whatever it might be, 
will be a huge help to us. So step one, when you're going to the grocery store or you're going to Walmart, whatever it is, grab a few extra items. And, and if you have the means, maybe grab a full uh, you know, supply list and just drop it off with the school. There's also going to be times at the schools where maybe they are aware specifically of some needs. And so you can reach out. So if you're a Sunday school teacher, a pastor, maybe the first step in all of this before you look at any of these other things that we share about uh, is call the principal, uh, call the school counselor, secretary and say, hey, we want to help. What's the best way? How can we help without getting in the way? All of that kind of thing. Kyle? Yeah. One year in Alamogordo, we had, we had a teacher who worked at a school just a couple of blocks from our church. And so um, through her, we set up a meeting with the uh, principal and about a month into school. And and we just, I, I went and met with her and, and I asked, I said, what are kind of the gaps? I said, you know, I, I know you, you sent out the, the school supply list and you get everything. I said, where, where are the gaps? What are the things that you still need? And things like, um, the like Clorox wipes, cleaning supplies, Kleenex. She said, those things are always in short supply. She said, we, we never have enough of those. And so our, our, our church did a drive, uh, like I think it was in September and kind of collected this list of items that, that we were given specifically from the principal. And that, that really seemed to meet a need that they had. Um, because oftentimes, and, and if you're, if you're listening to this and you're married to a teacher, you know, a teacher, you probably already know this, but, um, it, when, a classroom is running low on those kind of supplies. Oftentimes the teacher is just going to go buy them. And yeah. so they're, they're going to spend a ton of money out of their own pocket. And we want to try to cut, cut back on that as much as possible. So um, yes, go shopping now for school supplies, but if you could do even, you know, kind of a fill the gap um, school supply drive, maybe mid year, that's a, that seemed to be a huge help for, for the school that we did. Yeah. Uh, she's got two more here. Be a mentor in buddy read. Uh, that I think we could summarize by, you know, consider, especially if you're a pastor, youth pastor, yep. uh, or somebody that's retired, have a presence at the school. Um, yep. I know some of the inner city schools here in Dallas uh, have, uh, you know, dads on campus programs where they just they just hang out during the lunchtime and just go sit down with people, uh, visit with them, that kind of deal. Uh, but be a mentor, buddy read. There's all kinds of programs and there's a thousand different directions this could go. but maybe. Just having that conversation with the principal or somebody say, hey, I'm available. I'm retired. I've got the time. I need to do background checks, whatever it is. Find out what that those needs might be and then just have a presence there, uh, which kind of goes into the next one, building community. Uh, so there's going to be some activities, maybe like muffins for mom or donuts for dad, grandparents day, all of that kind of stuff that encourage that family involvement. That's also a great time for the church to come alongside and support those things. As an extra pair of hands, she says, maybe bringing some baked goods, being a greeter there. Uh, here's a good one. Being the cleanup crew. Ooh, uh, you know, a lot of these things, it's easy to come in and then you just depart and there's a mess left for the teachers to clean up. Like maybe being, hey, uh, I don't even have to be on the front row of all this stuff. Let me just be there to clean up and help up uh, at yep. the end. Um, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say with all three of these, uh, you know, Depending on your community and your school will depend on the access that, that your folks in your church are able to have. But I can guarantee you're not going to have any access unless you reach out to the school. Right. Yeah. And so if you say, hey, um, you know, I saw muffins from mom is coming up. Do you know that you'll have some kids who 
you know, maybe their mom's not present. Maybe, maybe you know they're not going to. Could we have some extra people just to sit down and have muffins or donuts with kids? Um, you know, how can we serve? Could our church, you know, if, if your church has the means, maybe it's a smaller school, could we provide the the muffins or the donuts? Um, you know, but but again, you're not going to know unless you ask. And that, that's really where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one is helping with homework. Uh, so for the pastors among us, y'all can tune us out because we need some people <laughs> that know science and yeah. uh, history. Yeah. Well, history, there's certain people like Bart Barber in the world that do know history, uh, math, that sort of deal. Uh, but maybe you know of that family in your church that's retiring and is looking for meaningful service uh, at the church. Uh, but you also know there's plenty of opportunities out of the church too. And maybe one is a retired educator, maybe you know, one used to be an engineer, whatever it might be, where you know that math or science or history would be something they know, either they've taught or they know really well. Um, I, I like that she says, maybe you're a word nerd. So if you're one of the wordle champions of the world, uh, this might be for you. Uh, because there's after school programs and maybe where there's gap in students learnings that you learning that you can be a part of. And of course, the same thing would go for churches that maybe have co-op uh, for uh, homeschool, that kind of deal. Your kids are going to be a part of that the first year. Uh, you can just be there, kind of help out. But uh, in the second year, you've got to also teach. And uh, so there's there's always opportunities there. So reach out to your church, find out what those may be. That leads into the next one. Be a part of or lead a club. Uh, maybe your school has FCA. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's got first priority. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, this is, again, you can't just show up with the Bible and say, we're going to have Bible uh, study in the library. That's not going to work uh, necessarily. Uh, you need to go through the administration, find out what it takes. You usually need to have like a school representative, a certain number of students, whatever it might be. Find out what those are. All of this really goes back to just having some communication and getting out of your office and saying, hey, I want to have a presence here. What can I do? And so if you want to lead a club, Bible club, whatever it might be, find out what those steps are and do it. And uh, this next one, Kyle, you kind of touched on this, really could go back to adopting a teacher. Yeah. Maybe uh, your church, especially if it's kind of a community church, is probably very likely going to have at least one teacher in there, maybe even an administrator, uh, secretary, some somebody, uh, especially in a smaller town, that's going to have some connection to the school. That might be your first step, but maybe that person is doing okay, doesn't really need the help, but would know other teachers, maybe a rookie teacher, new teacher, whatever it might be, that could give you a name and say, hey, we want to bless you. What do we need to do? Uh, I think your wife posted um, her Amazon wish list, yeah. whatever it was. Yep. Uh, like, find out what those are. Tell it, like, tell, hey, go put whatever it is that you need. And don't do like me. Uh, when I did my wedding re registry and I put uh, Pepto-Bismol on it because I, I joked like Rebecca was learning how to cook. Terrible idea. Don't do that. Uh, but put some of those things on the on the wish list and uh, and then just assign them to Sunday school classes. Say, go, let's get this done. Kyle, any thoughts there? You kind of touched on this a moment yeah. ago. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, if, if your church isn't able to adopt an entire school and, and, and to do that, you could, you could do it on a smaller scale, right? Adopt a teacher, maybe even adopt a grade. Um, and, but, but really, yeah, find out how you can bless them, you know, say, Hey, we want your, 
to, to a teacher. We, we want the things that you'd put on your Amazon wish list, right? Yeah. The, the things that, that you need, um, but that you, you really aren't able to, uh, to shell out the, the money out of your own pocket to, to get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and you know, a lot of teachers will, will put stuff out there. I, I've, I've seen several um, on Facebook and, and stuff. Michelle did that and has received several items um, already from that. And so, yeah. you know, it might be, Hey, your church sees that from somebody that you know, and, and your church decides to to fill their wish list, right. Or to, to empty their wish list, I guess would be the way that you do that. You wouldn't fill it. Um, but yeah, meet as many needs as you possibly can do, you know, and you, you might look at this and say, man, there's, you know, we're a small church, small budget. There's so much of this that we can't do. So then you start where you can yeah. as small as you can. And you begin to, meet needs and and be a blessing where you can be. And this one could be a one one and done type of opportunity that's yeah. coming up. Uh stock stock the staff yeah. room, uh where you know this is the teacher lounge uh where students were never allowed. Um but this is where maybe there's a Keurig or maybe there's not. And you might find, hey, let me put a Keurig in there. Uh or maybe they want some granola bars, fruit, popcorn, water, juice bottles, whatever it is. Uh some some of the teachers find it difficult even to be able to eat their lunch. And so being able to grab, you know, a power bar and a Gatorade or something is is going to be enough maybe to get them through that finish line. Uh, and, and another option there that I know a lot of churches here do uh, is hosting an occasional breakfast of, you know, bagels. They go to Einstein's and gets a bunch of bagels and coffee and, and they just feed the staff. Uh, maybe a lunchtime pizza buffet, get a bunch of Little Caesars up there and and bless the teachers. There's there's a number of ways that you can kind of help out just the teachers yeah. too. Uh, and with that, uh, classroom libraries. Here's another one where pastors need not uh, apply. Uh, your resident middle school does not need Millard Erickson's systematic theology in there, but maybe uh, you've got a whole lot of Dr. Seuss books, whatever it may be, or you can just go and buy some of those. Uh, or when you find out that Scholastic Book Fair Day is happening and, and you know there's going to be some kiddos that would want to but can't uh, get something, maybe that's the time where you can go up and, and bless a few folks. And uh, Kyle, any thoughts there before we move on? Yeah, again, right? This isn't, you, you don't want to provide the books that you think they need, right? You need to provide the books that they say they need. Um, and uh, so, yeah, again, this is communication. And, and here's the thing. Let, let, me, let me give you the spoiler behind all of this stuff. We touched on it earlier. The, the spoiler behind all of this is relationships, okay. right? And so by, by calling and by saying, hey, we want to help. How can we help? Um, you're going to build a relationship. Now, that's going to require um, maybe doing a few of these, right? Um, but it's not, it's not necessarily just a one and done. Hey, we want to help. Oh, you don't have anything. Okay, fine. No, you, you keep that, you keep that up, right? You keep offering. Yeah. And, um, and there's, there's a, as you've heard, there's a list of ways that are suggested here and that's not all, yeah. but, um, so, so work on that relationship to get to know folks at the local school. Yeah. That leads into the next one, uh, yep. you know, participating in a uniform drive. Like you just got to know what the needs are, sizes are, you know, almost like an angel tree, uh, type yeah. opportunity, spruce up the environment, uh, you know, maybe having a flower bed that your church tends, whatever it might be. Uh, and then we kind of land on the one that everybody uh, can and should do, and that's prayer. Um, and so pray for those that are at home, in private school, public school, wherever it is, as they start this new year, we want to pray for their safety, pray for their success, pray for their health. 
uh, pray for nurturing, caring relationships to grow and develop, uh, that their academic, social, emotional needs are going to be met. We're going to put all of this in the show notes and encourage you just to pray during the season. And as we begin to close, uh, Kyle, just one that kind of popped into mind as you were talking about the relationship stuff is maybe your church does have a number of uh, homeschool students, uh, but maybe not a dedicated co-op, um, you know, organizational structure, classical conversations, whatever it might be. And you might have the means uh, or even the ability to pull it off on your own of a zoo trip, something like that. Uh, just make it available um, because some that maybe have two, three, four, five, six kids. You know, we had uh, a church back in Mayhill uh, that had like 30 kids, it seemed like, uh, the Hibbards. And, uh, you know, you do a field trip times 10 or whatever it is, uh, it gets up there. Uh, and so maybe you want to bless them with a trip to the local museum or whatever it might be. But you can look for those opportunities and see what they need uh, too. My final encouragement is not on this this article, not that she left it out, uh, but this is one of the best things I think you can do is maybe on that Sunday uh, before, you know, school is kind of really in, uh, have those homeschool moms and dads, teachers, administrators, whoever it is in your church, maybe stand up, pray for them, students, you know, stand up, pray for them, and, uh, and just show your people that you care for them, that you're rooting for them, and then look for ways to serve them at the school, in their home, wherever they may be. Kyle, any final thoughts? Um, just, just this. Don't don't be afraid to get creative, um, and don't be afraid to do things on a budget. You don't have to go spend tens of thousands of dollars on these. You you can do some really creative things to serve your local schools, um, but make it a point, um, at, especially as the school year begins to uh, to build those relationships that we talked about and. And Matt, here's a here's another um, uh, key too. You can build, you can get to know some folks, and build some great relationships at all the various sporting events that are about to happen, whether that's Friday night football or volleyball games um, or basketball, which will happen. Um, I don't know, eight nights a week coming up, and yeah. starting in like November. Yeah. Um, so, man, especially. And I would say this applies, especially in small towns. You you can make a big impact if you are just visible at some of those some of those events. And I think that's going to be a good follow up episode that we can discuss is just some ways yeah. for for your church not just to serve but have a presence in the community and in those school events uh, to really make an impact and potentially grow your church. Uh, but Kyle, speaking of back to school, uh, pretty soon some are going to go back to seminary, back to college, back to all that good stuff. And Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary provides theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience. And so wherever God calls, Southwestern will help you get there. And the best way to experience it is to attend Preview Day on October 20th. You'll be able to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. And over your visit time, you'll tour the campus, meet faculty, chat with students, and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Register today at swibbits.edu forward slash preview. Kyle, send us out. Hey, thanks for listening. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?